Hello, you're listening to the Cornerstone Youth Podcast. This is brought to you in collaboration with A Bible Journey, a great resource for youth devotionals. Hi everyone, my name is Hannah and I am one of the youth team at Cornerstone in Nottingham. Uh, Welcome along to this podcast, which is continuing our Life in Lockdown series thinking about what it looks like to be a Christian generally in life, but specifically um, in this COVID-19 lockdown period. Um, We've been answering some questions about why we do some of the things that we do as Christians. So we've looked at um, why we read the Bible um, and how we go about doing that. We've looked at why we pray. um, And today we are going to be thinking about why is we sing? Um, We don't really do that generally in life, in other contexts particularly, um, other than maybe some carols at Christmas, I guess. But as Christians, it's something we do really regularly. Um, So I am joined today by Phil and Sally. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. (laughs) 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 Um, So Phil, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be involved in... um, worship at church wow yeah great that that is we could have a podcast on that story alone i'll try and be brief uh yeah so i'm phil i lead the youth and the music ministry at cornerstone church in nottingham uh, where we guys go and um, where we lead the youth stuff there and uh, i guess i got involved with, with music ministry quite young um in church my home church back in belfast um i was learning piano and actually when i was 10 i started playing piano in church for one of the services and that kind of just grew and grew and grew by kind of 15 i was leading worship regularly and uh, and then came to nottingham got i guess involved with the music ministry not straight away actually i kept it a little bit quiet probably for about the first six months eight months and then uh, amanda who's one of the team kind of said oh why don't you come and play piano for our children's praise session and uh, at that point uh, I kind of went along for a few weeks and then she said Phil you really should be playing in church <laughs> and so it's kind of Amanda's fault that I got got sort of doing more more stuff at Cornerstone and and really it's just been interesting to see how God's continued to kind of open the doors and uh, mm-hmm. you know now I kind of leading worship at conferences around the country and uh, yeah I guess writing songs for our church and uh, for a slightly further afield. So uh, yeah, really thankful for what God's done and the doors he's opened in music ministry um, mm-hmm. for me. Great, yeah. How about you, Sam? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've always sung. Um, I love singing. Um, mm-hmm. So as a kid, I wouldn't let my family leave the dinner table unless we sung at least five rounds of Wheels on the Bus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. I've always been singing um, and I, uh, when I came, I don't know, middle, late teens, I joined the uh, uh, worship team um, at the church I was at at that time and I was singing in the band um, and at that time actually I was more focused on on drama and uh, musical theatre in just my life. Um, but then when it came to going to uni, I realised that the, the thing I loved most about musical theatre was just the music. And so I wanted to focus more on music and my voice and uh, growing in other you know, instruments like I was learning, starting to learn how to play piano and guitar and all that stuff. So then I, um, I went to go to uni, but I didn't know what I went to do. I didn't want to do a uni course of music. Um, and then I auditioned for a, 
for a few um, conservatoires, which are like music colleges. Um, but then I kind of, I didn't really feel like I wanted to go there either. I didn't know what it was. I just felt a bit unsettled about it. And then I kind of sat down and I was like, look, what do I love most in life? And I'm like, well, Jesus and music. So is there any way that I could just combine the two? So I did. I went to Bible college and I uh, studied music and theology um, and learned how to worship lead and, and better there. Um, so I'm recycling a lot of what I learned um, over three years today. So that you get a three year degree from today. <laughs> Congrats, everyone. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, and then I came to Cornerstone and got involved with worship there too. Amazing. Cool. So, um, Sally, do you want to just continue and give us maybe just one thing that you really love about um, leading worship and um, maybe your favourite worship song at the moment? Yeah. Um, what I love about leading worship is that it's exactly that. It's worship. It's not, you know, it's not a performance. It's not um, pressured, I guess. I don't feel pressure. Um, it is a responsibility, but we're all we're all joining in worship together um, and praising our God together. And actually, my favourite moment worshiping is when the congregation get it because we're meant to lead it. You know, we're meant to. This is where we come in. This is the tune just to help them along. But when they get it, actually stepping back from the mic and and joining with everyone and just hearing the congregation at the front. You know, that whole all the congregation singing. Um, it's amazing. And that is my favorite part of worship, mm -hmm. being able to step back and hear that and join in with that. Um, and my favorite worship song at the moment is actually Yet Not I, um, which is just beautiful. The lyrics are so beautiful and poignant. And um, we, mm -hmm. I actually sang it at my granddad's funeral a few months ago um, mm -hmm. because of the amazing lyrics and talking about the race being complete and spending eternity with our savior um, and that being amazing and something that we can look forward to yeah i just love i love those lyrics so that's my favorite yeah. song at the moment who is that by in case anyone wants to look it up oh who's it by phil <laughs> <laughs> it's by city, city of light city of light yeah city yeah. light there we go yeah. sorry put you on the spot there okay same questions to you then phil what what do you love about leading worship and what's your favorite song at the minute yeah, I think I'd echo a lot of what, what Sally just said. I think there's something about hearing the congregation sing, which is just so special and actually so missing that at the moment during lockdown. It really is not the same. Um, just singing, singing to yourself or singing yeah. with your family, as lovely as that can be. I think leading worship, one of the privileges is actually getting to see the congregation. And, um, you know, John Russell, who's a minister at Cornerstone, often talks about this. And I, I really get it, that you look out at the congregation. And I think in a role of leadership in the church, you, you kind of know some of what's going on in the lives of people who are in the church. You know, the, the joys and the sorrows, the trials, the grief, the thing that they're walking through in their life. Mm -hmm. And you look out on a Sunday morning and you see them singing in the midst of whatever is going on, in the midst of the struggle, in the midst mm. of the trial. And there's something so special and so moving about that, I think, mm. that um, you know, our singing, our song worship gives us a vocabulary to articulate something of our response to God in different situations, you know, in, in the mountaintops and in the valleys, you know, when we're, when we're feeling so thankful and so joyous, and actually when we're really struggling, 
And uh, yeah, I think there's also something about, you know, just the moment when you are in the congregation, you've got people around you who are singing and you, you close your mouth and you hear, you know, it's Cornerstone, you hear sometimes 500, 600 mm -hmm. other voices singing mm -hmm. back to you. I think in that, you remember that you're not alone and you remember that, you know, we're, we're in this together, that God is with us together mm -hmm. as the church. So yeah, I, I guess that's one of the special things. One of the songs for, for me, and actually for Jill and I, uh, in, our, in our marriage, in our family life together over the years, really for the last 10 years or so, has been um, a song called Sovereign Over Us by uh, Aaron Keyes. Uh, Aaron Keyes is an American musician. And uh, it just talks about God's kind of sovereignty, that he's, he's with us in the fire and the flood. He's faithful forever. He's perfect in love. He's sovereign over us. And uh, I, I just love that song. And there's a line in the, um, the bridge which says, even what the enemy means for evil, mm -hmm. you turn it for our good. And I just love that. It's so special, isn't it? You think that uh, even the things that we find difficult in life, the things that are hard, God is, is working through those things. It's become Romans 8, 28, that God's working in all things for the good of those who, who love him. There's no wasted experience in life. And I think that song mm -hmm. really teaches us that. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so we've kind of um, already touched on some of the reasons why we sing. Um, but Sally, what are, what are some of the reasons that you can teach us about? Um, yeah, so I, when I sat down to think about um, this, I kind of, I kind of thought of five different reasons. I'm not going to go on for like half an hour preach, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> um, but there's just five, <laughs> there's five points um that i i kind of thought of um and the first one is that god actually commands us to sing you know um there are hundreds of references in the bible of singing of music of worship um and we should listen to the bible jesus himself sang songs of praise um after the last supper he sang with his disciples um, and worshiped and so if we're to reflect christ and be christ-like then it would make sense for us to also worship and for us to also sing in response. Um, so that, that's the first thing that God commands us to. Secondly, is that um, songs, again, are recorded in the Bible. There's so many examples of people. The book of Psalms, for example, um, is a great resource for reading songs of believers that have gone before us. Um, Psalm 96 says, sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth, sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvellous deeds among all peoples, for great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Or another example is straight after the Israelites escape Egypt and walk through the sea to safety, Moses and Miriam sing, they respond, they lift up praise to God for all that he has done. And most of chapter 15 of Exodus is their song in response to the saving work of God. Um, and thirdly, songs give us theology. They give us gospel truth. Um, at Cornerstone, we sing hundreds of hymns and other Christian songs that are full of rich gospel truth. The act of singing uses both parts of the brain this is getting a bit technical now, but <laughs> the act of singing uses both parts of the brain. Therefore, it can educate us and teach us about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it helps us to remember those truths. Mm. It's pretty unlikely that you would remember all the names of your year group from year three. 
or all the conversations that you have with a good friend or even what you had for breakfast two weeks ago. <laughs> but we will remember silly song lyrics because while we're not trying to learn the lyrics of that song, sometimes a catchy tune can just get stuck in our heads and make the connection that our information can't. Mm -hmm. um, like, we're gonna play a game because if anyone knows me, you know I love games. <laughs> so we're gonna play a little game. Um, to kind of illustrate that. So I'm gonna, I was just gonna say the lyrics, but I feel like it'd be easier if I sing the lyrics. Go I'm gonna it, sing Sally. a lyric. <laughs> Seeing as it's about singing, I may as well. Um, I'm gonna sing a lyric, and then I want you to either sing sing the next lyric or just say it, whatever, whatever you're comfortable with. Great. Um, so the first lyric is, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Now I wonder what you are. There is the yeah. alternative version of that song, you know, there's a there? little star. My daddy drives a rusty car. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that one before. Anyway, there you go. There's an alternative. <laughs> okay, um, this next one is a bit longer, but you'll know it. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you broke, your love's lasting your way. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. But if it hadn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, but I'll be, I'll be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, oh, great. <laughs> Lovely. Um, okay, next one is, is, a, is a Christian song. Um, I shouldn't tell you that. No clues. Finally. Um, Thank you, Sally. You turned it in. In Christ alone, my hope is found. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've got a whole list. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna skip some. Um, mm -mm -mm. Some of them are like just classic. Like some people who were listening to this probably won't even know them. Um, <laughs> let me try this one. Tell me why it ain't nothing uh -oh. but a heartache. Tell me why it ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why I never want to hear you say, I want it that way. Yeah, well done. Just for the this record, just, um... just from I did not know that. You did! <laughs> Where were I you? The tune. I didn't know the lyrics. I'm just. <laughs> Just, just so you know. He's just turned into Hannah. karaoke now. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, I'll leave that now. That was a little right. game. Um, just to illustrate, um, you're, I'm 100% more likely to remember useless song lyrics than yeah. like the key GCSE biology info I needed to remember for my exam. You know? Yeah. Singing helps us to remember core truths, which is why the, the song after a preach is intentionally chosen um, to be about what the preacher's preaching on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because though I may not remember that every single word the preacher says, sorry, John, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might be singing the song after the sermon for the rest of the day and into the week um, because it's stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. But while it's stuck in my head, I'm remembering the truths that I learned on Sunday that, that the preacher preached. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's great, yeah. Okay. So do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, I'm just going to read a verse from uh, 
from Colossians 3, and uh, I think this is one of the key verses in, in terms of why we sing as a church today, and, uh, and this, it says this, Colossians 3, 16. There's a lot of good 316 verses in the Bible, you notice that? <laughs> Colossians 3, 16 is another one. Uh, it says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with, with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And I think that's, there's, there's this kind of teaching role of singing, and, and, and Sally's kind of said that already, that, that we, we teach others, you know, we teach children with songs, little silly songs that you remember, or, or things like the ABC song, or things about learning. And there is definitely that element as well with, with singing, singing songs in church. But, it, but it's also, there's this, this two-directional thing. We're singing kind of horizontally to other people in the church. I kind of talked about that a little bit earlier on, you know, with encouraging people. And, and I think it's reminding one another. It's not just reminding yourself. It's like, you know, we're, we're in this together. This is, this is what we believe. And then there's also the kind of singing to God, so the kind of vertical direction as well. And uh, there's a little illustration which which I, I kind of like, um, which which has got you kind of imagine that you're holding a little mirror out in front of you, and and the mirror is kind of pointed towards God. Say He's above us, you know, God's everywhere. But kind of for the purpose of the illustration, and when we sing, it's kind of like we are holding the mirror and pointing it towards God, saying, "This is what you're like. This is this is how amazing you are. This is how." beautiful how wonderful you are this is how faithful you are this is what you you've done for us jesus uh, holy spirit this is what you're doing right now and it's kind of we're reflecting something of god back to god um the godness of god back to himself and uh, i think that's quite quite a powerful thing that we do and we that mirror is also reflecting to other people in the room other people who who are with us in that experience as well mm -hmm. so i think that's why we sing yeah, that's yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think most people listening probably feel fairly convinced of the importance of singing um, as a Christian now. Um, but obviously, like we touched upon, it's been pretty different, hasn't it, um, during how, um, how have each of you found that and how would you encourage people who are maybe finding that difficult? Sally, do you want to start? Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, another reason that we sing at church is because it unites us as the church, as Christ's body. You know, we're, we're, we sometimes call it congregational singing, congregational worship, because we are singing as one, which is, you know, why mine and Phil's favourite moment in worship is, is just hearing the congregation, because that's what it's about. It's about us, one, as a church, singing to God. Um, and we haven't had that as as much have we since being in lockdown mm -hmm. and i miss that i miss singing with my church family um and hearing their voices um you know one of my favorite things in the world is to hear someone singing joyfully it may not you know be all in tune <laughs> but just to sing joyfully and and you, know, you can see the love of christ in their eyes and i love that i miss that i miss singing with my with my church family and and praising God together. Um, I think that's, that's what I miss most. Mm. Yeah. yeah. How, how would you encourage people who are feeling like that? What have you found helpful encouragement? Um, I honestly, 
keep singing keep worshiping because there is that congregational horizontal we sometimes call it worship but there is that also um, vertical individual worship so you can continue to do that and you can continue to sing and you know you do experience if you're with your family or if you're with housemates who also worship with you experience that as well but there is also a sense of you know it's something that you can look forward to you know we're gonna be singing again at some point in the future we're all going to be together again and what a day that will be and we're going to be worshiping in eternity together um so there is a sense of kind of um you can still worship um and you can still sing to god um but there is a sense of loss and you know you can look forward to it i don't know if you want to add to that phil if, if you've got things to that comfort you in that yeah yeah definitely i think it's remembering Actually, one of the biggest questions that I've been thinking about during this time, uh, which I think is relevant, is is what it, what is church? What what does it mean to be the church? And um, you know, and, and we've always known, and we've always said, you know, church is more than just the building. It's more than just rocking up in a building on a Sunday morning and sitting through the service and you're saying hi to a few friends and going home. You know, there is an element that two or three people meeting together, even like this, in this way, mm-hmm. uh, in the Lord, knowing that the Lord is with us, um, that is, is just as much an expression of what church is as being in a building together on a Sunday. It may not be mm-hmm. as beautiful or as satisfying an expression of what church is, but if we know that there are Christians gathered together, you know, actually all around the world, pressing play on a YouTube video or uh, watching it as a kind of premiere live on a Sunday morning together, yeah. there is an element of, of feeling like we are together in that. And, yeah. um, you know, God is still God. The gospel is still true. Um, you know, we, we've got to kind of remind ourselves of, of what the core things are and, you know, the main things to keep the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing is, Jesus has come into this world to save us from our sin. And the Mm -hmm. church is this kind of gathered community of people who, who believe that, know that, want to share it, want to live for it. And uh, we want to sing about that. And we can sing about that in our homes on our own. So I guess very practically, a couple of the things that we've been doing to kind of help with that. So fairly early on in lockdown, we started something called Sunday Night Live. And that was just really an opportunity to, to hear stories from around the church family, to, um, to kind of read God's words, to pray and, and to sing. And I think there was something special about doing that kind of together at the same yeah. time, mm-hmm. live. And you know, we know that we were around the city or and even further afield, there was, there was people in their homes singing along to their iPad or whatever they had in front of them. Mm. And there is, you know, there's, it's, not, it's not quite the same. It's, it, it's in no way the same as being together. But there is an element that we're together in that and mm. together in that activity. And so, yeah, something alive. And I'll also be doing something called uh, Come and Sing With Me on a Thursday morning. And a few other worship leaders around the country have been involved with that. And again, that's just been great to see. You know, some, some days we kind of have three or 400 people from around the country kind of singing along at 8.30 on a Sunday morning. You think that's quite special that, that mm. things like that are going on. It's an opportunity for us to be creative and innovative. And, you know, when there's a challenge, I think you know we can do one of two things, can't we? We can just kind of in go go in on ourselves and say, "Oh, woe is me! How terrible is this?" Or we can say, "Well, what are we going to do while we wait?" You know, and I think there's an opportunity for us to to keep, continue to innovate and to keep singing where we are. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah. That's great. Guys, thanks so much. Uh, it's been really encouraging for me. Um, I hope it's been encouraging for those of you who are watching or listening um, to keep singing, whether you're by yourself, you're with family, with housemates. Um, and yeah, we do hope that we will be able to meet together with you soon. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye bye. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Cornerstone Youth Podcast today. We do hope you have a brilliant day. God bless you and goodbye.